Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on November the 4th. Um, wonderful day here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Students are finishing term one. Yep, winding them up. And we got a bunch of men here on campus ready for our men's conference yep. starting tonight. It's going to be a good time. Yes, it is. Looking forward to it. Start fresh with the students again in a new term Monday. And you know something else, too? You know, we get to sleep in an extra hour this weekend. It's, um, That's the word on the street. Yeah. Obviously, by the time you guys hear the podcast a couple of weeks from now, um, yeah. you know, you've been sleeping in that extra yeah, you hour. Won't, you won't care. It, it is funny. Every time that they, we, well, I guess we, we fall backwards. Yeah. And usually what happens is that means I stay up an extra hour. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just never get that extra hour of sleep. You chase it the rest of your life. Yeah. It's, 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 it don't ever work. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the same way. I, I just wish we'd just leave put, it alone. Leave the clock alone. Thank you very much. Yeah, because it, yeah. it gets confusing. Yeah. I can't ever know what to do. Yeah. Um, now, we would love to hear from you guys. If you want to send us an email, um, you can email us um, um, at podcast at rhema.org, or you can like us on Instagram and Facebook at Rama Podcast. And once again, we are on a mission to get Doug Jones as a, a I don't know if he's, what do you call it, a guest? A yeah, podcast. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. D. Jones, D for Doug, D. Jones at Rama.org. Yeah. D. Jones at Rama.org. Let Doug know that you really, really want him um, on the podcast because he does have something to say. Yeah, somebody out there that knows how, get one of those Russian bots to blow up his email box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, he told us he doesn't have anything that – Doesn't have anything to say. Doesn't he's have not, any say. He's not good at it. Yeah, he, he doesn't do well on, on – I thought he didn't have to be good because we are. Yeah, he, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't do – Good. I mean, it's it's not even. We don't have to show his face or yeah, anything. Yeah. It's, it's it's an audio podcast. Audio, yeah. You know, but he doesn't know anything. You know, I mean, he can preach for an hour, but he can't yeah. sit here on a podcast. Can, yeah, and yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, once again, we have Roy Coxaw here on the program, and, and uh, the um, title of, of today's program is, is is turning tragedy into triumph. And I know that you've had a, a number of tragic situations, but before you talk about your tragic situation. I'm going to talk about something that happened to me a couple of years ago. wasn't really that tragic. And whenever you begin to talk with me, you're like, it wasn't that big a deal. But, but I called you a couple of years ago. My wife's um, car, she had you know, an older car, and we blew an engine on the car. We also had, um, we bought that extended warranty. We didn't know if they were going to pay, and I think it was going to be like eight grand or something like that. And, and I called you kind of, you know, I, other things were going on in my life, and that eight grand wasn't really, you know, didn't really have the eight grand to spend at that point in time. And um, kind of going through a lot of stuff. And as you begin to talk about some tragedies in your life, I'm thinking, man, my eight grand, they ain't very insignificant pretty much. <laughs> pretty much after I hung up, I'm like, even if I pay eight grand, it ain't that big a deal. God will give me the eight grand to pay. You know, it's just, just I mean, it, it really helped me a lot. Perspective. You know, perspective. And, you know, I, I know you, I called you because your mechanic ability and also because you work with these warranty companies, but. But I just want to let you know, it, it really helped me, just perspective in life, you know, kind of. Because sometimes we get all caught up on what we're going through and financially here and there and that kind of stuff. And, and whenever you begin talking about some of your tragedies, I'm thinking, I'm sorry for even calling you. <laughs> I mean, you know, because but, but, you know, I know, Roy, you've had some, some major tragedies. And, and, you know, you and your family has overcome those things. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it will help somebody here on this program. I know it helped me that one day, you know. When I called you over my eight grand you know, blown engine, and uh, <laughs> moral of the story: hey, the the company paid, and we went you know, cost us three hundred dollars for 
for that that motor. That's great. Wow. Yeah, um, I like to. Uh, my culture in my shops is we have a no whining policy. So I'll always say something like, "Yeah, well, there's somebody trying to learn how to drive a wheelchair with their teeth right now. So what is your problem? <laughs> you know, they they act like something's bad. So through that culture, at least I don't have to hear it anymore. But um, yeah, we've uh, we've had some things as everybody does, you know. Um, you know, everybody's got a story, and to you, it was a big thing. And whether it compares to this or not, you know, it doesn't matter. It was big to you. And so um, we had a, um, an event that happened uh, about 10 years ago. Our son, who was 21 at the time, he was, um, he was a thrill-seeker personality. And what that means is there has to be a chance you can get hurt or killed or it's not fun. And so That's Dylan. <laughs> what, yeah. it, it is a true uh, personality at the uh, extreme sports people. And what it does is, is the adrenaline of, of, of that and then overcoming the fear brings satisfaction. Yeah, I've got a nephew, and his name happens to be Dylan. Same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think God put something in us as men that we need to conquer something. And I do it through business, you know, and I had that personality. Uh, when I was younger, um, I lived through it, you know. So anyways, Dylan was out. They found some uh, big hill in Sepulpa somewhere. I didn't even go to the hill. I didn't want to go to the hill, but uh, they had finished youth group and they all piled in his big truck and they all went out there and ran the hill with lights, never been down it or nothing, no helmet on longboards. And I'd clocked him doing 50 miles an hour by, with my car before. So anyways, he uh, wrecked and hit his head and was in the hospital for five days, uh, uh, brain swelling and on a ventilator. And, uh, and the end of the story is, uh, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, make it he transitioned to heaven and uh, you know there's a lot of things that transpired there and a lot of stories there but um, I'm going to skip forward to us getting through that part healthy and uh, my wife and I and my daughter and uh, you know we have a great life our marriage is 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 strong I'm so thankful for Jill and Annie and uh, but those events have a potential uh, to uh, destroy everything that's valuable in your life. It opens, uh, it's a big wound uh, in your soul, and you need to handle it right because it is yeah. a big thing. And so uh, we uh, left the hospital, and Jill and I were leaving. We'd been up there, we're tired, and, uh, you know, we were just kind of wore out and kind of in a shock. And uh, I remember we went and got coffee, and I said, uh, that's interesting, I'm, I, I must be in shock or something. You know, this is uh, not bothering me like I think it it." It should, you know, and uh, and I think there is a uh, just a natural shock factor that that protects you. You know, you can't really handle the the uh, the weight of it all at once. And that's uh, part of our natural soul. So anyways, um, we were uh, at home and of course, you're doing all the prep and all the stuff for the funeral. And it's, it's good to stay busy and to do that. And 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 I didn't have any, uh, you know, revelation on sorrow and grief or anything else I'd just uh you know kind of went down the the road most people do and uh so we finally did the funeral and everything settles down everybody goes back to their life and here we are and uh, a couple things we did uh jill and i knew enough because of uh, uh raymond some other friends of ours that were very um inspirational um that you know if we got in the spirit just it just we weren't in the third dimension floating in space it just means you're more aware of god than you are natural things you know we we realized that that uh, that sorrow and grief could not come in there 
And so there was healing there. There was relief. We would pray. We would get in the spirit. And so we would do that uh, daily. Um, three, days, um, three days after the funeral, a, a, a friend of ours came over. And uh, she is uh, Billy Brem. We didn't know her personally, but my, da- my daughter's friends with her granddaughter. And so anyways, we knew why she wanted to come over. And, and she uh, talked to us, prayed for us, and left. And, uh, you know, it was nice. Uh, nothing spectacular that I knew about, uh, you know, and it was very kind and nice of her to spend time with us. So my wife, my daughter, and I, uh, we're eating, and we're laughing and cutting up. And, and I said, wait, wait, where's the dark cloud at? The atmosphere in our house was completely different. And, you know, psychology would tell you, um, as far as what I knew about it and heard, that you have to let this out. And so they would tell, uh, I assumed what they meant was all the crying and all that was letting it out. So, you know, I don't know any different. And really it was just, it was, uh, you know, it walked in with death, holding hands with death. And it felt like death, you know. There's no light, no revelation, no peace, no joy, no nothing in a million miles of this stuff. You know, it's just ugly. But if somebody convinces you're going to go through it sooner or later, then basically they're telling you just to give into it. That's, the, that's my interpretation. So anyways, uh, we are laughing. And at that moment, thank God for the, for the Holy Spirit and for the Word of God. Um, he revealed to us what was actually going on because all of a sudden that thing was not in our house, nor was it in us. And uh, we made a... Um, we committed to each other that we're not going to do this. We're not going to um, disregard all the good things going on in our life right now. We have each other. We have our health. We have our businesses. We have all our friends. We have our church family. And Dylan, he's 10,000 times better than me, and he's not was. He is. And yeah. so we decided to focus on seeing him again. And, uh, and he, I'm, He's in our future. Absolutely. And, uh, you know... Uh, and when I'm in the spirit of worshiping, I don't do this much now, but I'll just look up. So I'm going to see you soon. And even in heaven, it said they they rejoice when they when somebody gets saved here and they see events in our lives. I like some the books on heaven. They the ones that are true. The Romans eight tells us that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we have become the children of God. So a lot of those books would bear witness with my spirit and, and build faith. A lot of Christians, most Christians would say uh, they believe in heaven. And I, I believed I believed in heaven. But if you listen to what you say without thinking, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And people would say, well, they were such a good person. And they were, mm. well, they're not where they are. But if you actually believed it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to catch yourself. But we just don't have revelation in that area because nobody wants to talk about it. Well, I had to have some. So, <laughs> so that's how this began. And so uh, we, we determined uh, we're, we're going to skip it. I'm not going to yield to that, that ugly thing. And uh, so then I started, uh, I got some books. And I uh, thank God for Rama. Rama always taught us, where's the chapter and verse? On anything you say is true, I need a chapter and verse. So I started looking up stuff. Sorrow and grief, those words, death. And, you know, I got a whole different picture than, than, than what I'd had before. And like I said, I'm not, um, psychology is a science of the soul. But it doesn't even acknowledge I have a spirit. And that's where God works. And so that's where uh, Proverbs says, A strong spirit of a man shall sustain him in the day of trouble. Now, that was a day of trouble. And our help and our 
strength and uh, the life came from our spirit because the Holy Spirit witnesses with my spirit. So that's how he communicates with us. And he doesn't just do words. He does life, peace. He's my standby. He's my advocate. He guides me in all truth. He shows me things to come. So that was going on in us because we chose to get in the word. And that's all I'm believing right here. And because it, it was a, it's a big deal. So you need to get it right. And I'm not I'm not making light of this at all. It is a significant event. So, again, we need to get it right. And so we um, we, you know, and you will have a fight. There will be a fight. He's not just giving up. And uh, one of the biggest miracles, uh, my wife is a very kind gentle spirit and like I told my kids they were complaining about her and I said look you guys are not part of her life you are her life so is she a little overboard yeah why because she loves you so I don't want to hear anything bad about it so but that was the truth and so uh you know I had I had a business there that my first business was 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 uh, probably uh, four years in there at the time and uh, I'd be driving home. I'd call my wife and I'd say, honey, uh, what do you want? What do you do for supper? She said, I don't know. What do you want to do? And she's up and happy. And I never came home once with her in the floor crying. That is a miracle. Mm-hmm. So I was just so thankful because uh, I'm a fighter and I've got compartments and I'll shove stuff in the drawer and I'll pick it up tomorrow. And um, and, and women naturally are, are one big room. And if it's there, it's there. And so I was so thankful about that. So we would, um, I would, I was in a fight and um, anything uh, emotional, uh, there'll be something that triggers it. I would, uh, for instance, I was up uh, cleaning out something at one of my shops and I found one of Dylan's lawn service signs and this wave of emotion was trying to overwhelm me. And I was used to fighting it, and I, I didn't know I even said it out loud. I said, get off of me. You can't make me cry anytime you want to. And, and my guys are looking at me. I just said, ah, nothing. Don't worry about it. You know? So they're looking at me. What, what are you doing? But um, I would do that in the truck by myself. And every time I did that, it got a little weaker, and I got a little stronger. And if you don't resist it, you, you have the power. It's even any temptation. You'll have this overwhelming desire to do something you're trying to stop. If you'll just hang on for 30 seconds, it'll subside. And every time you do that, you get stronger, it gets weaker. And so that is what uh, James called the trying of your faith. Uh, it's, it's a trial of fire, and, uh, and it's not fun, uh, but it'll bring you out in victory. And so fast forward to now, that is my strength area because I have a revelation of that. Yeah. So really, uh, everybody would call me when somebody's uh, when they had a tragedy and I could go in and bring peace and get that nasty sucker off of them. I'm telling you, this is my opinion. You can take it or leave it. I think it is a death spirit, that sorrow and grief. It feels like death. It smells like death. Uh, It's darkness. It's hopelessness. It's self-pity. There's no light, no Holy Ghost, no uh, victory, no joy in a million miles of this thing. And once you see that for what it is, when you have a revelation of it, you won't consciously yield to that ever again. And I think it's straight from the pit of hell. I really believe that. Some of the verses that, uh, because of Rama, <laughs> Scripture, give me chapter and verse. Uh, first one I found was Isaiah, I think it's 43. He said, surely he's borne my sorrow. 
and he carried my grief. We esteemed him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for iniquities. Chastised my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. First two things he started out with, sorrow and grief. In Thessalonians, the apostle Paul said, considering those who have gone on ahead. He thought somebody asked him what happened to dead people that have died. He said, considering those who have gone on ahead, I write these things to you so you sorrow not. Don't do it. Like somebody who doesn't know any better, who thinks this grave is the last word. For the Lord Jesus Christ himself shall descend out of heaven with a shout. The voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God shall sound. Dead in Christ shall rise first. Us who remain shall be caught up in the clouds with him. Basically he's saying we're, we're, we're all going to get caught up. We're going to go home and have a family reunion. Comfort one another with these words is what he finishes that passage. So people go, well, what do you say to somebody? You'll see him soon. You'll see him again. And you go, well, that's a long time. Well, James said this whole life is a mist and a vapor. And he's, uh, he's uh, referring back to Psalms. I think it's Psalms 90. Yeah, here's for verse 4. It said, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday that is past and as a watch in the night. And then uh, verse 8 of of Second Peter 3 says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as is one day. Well, if a thousand years is a day, a day is 24 hours. So a thousand years is 24 hours. So a hundred years is 2.4 hours. So can you hold it together for like an hour? <laughs> <laughs> because nice. Dylan is on that time scale. Yeah. So if I live to be 100, uh, he's been there about an hour when I get there of God time. And I focus on that. Apostle Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I press forward. And, and some of the mistakes people made, and it's just out of, of uh, lack of knowledge in the area, uh, they will build a shrine, like, like not change the room. I, I'm like, man, that room is not going to be calling my name. I hate fear, and I hate something. I would rather face it and get it done than have it sitting over there so um, I waited, I told my wife, I said, whenever you're ready, we need to get this done. And uh, all the things that you dread doing, just get them done and, and get them behind you and move forward. Keep moving forward. And so uh, we did. Uh, we moved. Uh, we didn't. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've rare, rarely, rarely put anything up on Facebook or anything else about the event. Because um, I remember um, people would ask me, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing great. And that one, one person said, how are you really doing? I'm like. I'm really doing great, you know, but he couldn't <laughs> believe that. And I wanted to say, well, I guess poor old Jesus couldn't do anything about that. <laughs> because within him, um, and then people would want to give you sympathy because they believe that's what they want. And they're well in, their intentions are good, but it would, uh, it would make me angry. So I'm asking the Lord about it. I said, Lord, why does that make me angry? He said, because you hate self-pity, and that feeds it. They feed off one of sympathy and self-pity. Mm -hmm. And I don't. That's not what I want, and because it draws you back into that mess. So we marched forward in victory. Um, my my wife and I, and it strengthened our marriage instead of taking us out. But it was a conscious choice to do the word and do what God said about it, and 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 so we uh, we chose the word. You could, uh, if you choose the path of psychology, what it'll do is it'll uh, it'll tell you the 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 five stages of grief, and it, that's a true thing. And but if you really believe you're going to go through it, you will not fight that. And you'll uh, you'll you'll experience all this ugly stuff. And, you know, it has a real potential of uh, 
of hijacking your life for the rest of your time on this planet. So it's, it's real important to get it right, to get, the, uh, get it in perspective that I don't like it. I wish it didn't happen, but I'll see him soon. Amen. And it's sooner than I think it might be today. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. But as soon as uh, I like what this one man said that went to heaven, he said, when that atmosphere hit him, he said, anything that wasn't good, the, even the thought of it was obliterated, couldn't even recall it. So it is as if it never happened. And everything is restored back as if it never happened. And he said he restores with the canker worm and the palmer worm. Mm. Well, it is, didn't exist. It's just that quick. It's gone. And, and, and so I think about those things and I frame the situations here in light of eternity. Um, even going through any test or trial, I'll, I'll have a list that I go through mentally and I'll start out with, man, I'm not going to hell. I'm born again. My name is in the Lamb's book of life and nothing can separate me from the love of God. So I'm in. That's awesome. I've got Jill. She's right underneath the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I mean, I mean that uh, for good in my life. I would be dead or worse if it wasn't for her, and I'm not even joking. So thankful for her. And then Annie, and then I've got two new twin grandbabies. Like, Who uh, you love. That's right, that are just <laughs> that, That's your world. Yeah, what's yeah. that? Uh, I, I, th I think it was B.B. Hankins that used to say, uh, God can make it so good, you'll forget it was ever bad. And that's what he's done for yeah. us. Or I could choose to tell everybody about this and think about it and whine about it and bring everybody else down, make everybody not want to be around me and, and act like all this that God did for me didn't change this. But we choose the word and we choose to look forward and, and you need to, and you yeah. need to get a perspective. Uh, first of all, um, I'm going to heaven. I'll see him in a minute and he's having a blast. I remember uh, somebody was saying one of the relatives had, had died. I said, well, she born again? Well, yeah. I said, well, what do you think she's doing right now? Well, I don't know. Probably rejoicing. I said, maybe we ought to join her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. I said, did you say whatever? Seriously? Uh, you need to get that picture, not the box. Yeah. And, you know, people that say they believe in uh, heaven, they go talk to dirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, so you don't really believe it. So uh, and 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 you just need revelation. So um, one thing when you go through something like this, um, I have a revelation in the subject, not just knowledge, because I had to have it. So uh, I really believe it. And so with the revelation comes the faith. It's just there. So uh, that sorrow and grief spirit, I hate that sucker. And I liken it to some bully you whipped about 10 times at school. You see him picking on your friend. I'm in the mood. <laughs> I told my wife, if that nasty sucker comes in this house, you call me. And just once. And then she goes, no, nah, I'll, I'll take care of it. Mm. So it didn't come in our house. And, and like I said, our, our marriage is stronger than it's ever been. It's, it's, it, it's wonderful. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you know, um, like we are talking about before the podcast, um, People go through grief, not just death of a loved one, but, you know, maybe a divorce, maybe their business failed, um, maybe their house got foreclosed on or, or sure. whatever. I mean, you know, when you have a tragedy, we go through grief. And then sometimes it's like, you know, that's an excuse why we never can go beyond any, any kind of things like that. But, you know, it's just 
like so awesome that we we you know we we can move beyond that situation. Like I said, we we can turn our tragedy into triumph if we let it. But it's really up to us. You know, you know if we like you said, you had opportunities to go through all the grief thing, or you had an opportunity not to go through. And I know Brother Hagen talked about that. Um, you know, last headache he had was 1933. And he said, but he passed up many marvelous opportunities to have a headache. And when you ask him what a marvelous opportunity to have a headache was, he would say, my head started hurting. And as soon as it did, I would take authority over that. And that's, you know, that's one thing, you know, the authority of the believer, that we can Absolutely. take authority yeah. because, the, you know, the devil um, is going to come to steal, kill, and destroy, the Bible says. Right. And he'll just try to destroy our dreams, our, our visions, our goals, our, right. our life. Absolutely. You know, and, he, and he'll keep bringing it back because someone the other day was talking about some situations where I've been helping him through and, you know, and, and, and he's like, well, you know, things have been going really, really well. And then the devil's been attacking me again recently. I'm like, yeah, he's going to continue to do that. too. I mean, that's just what he does. He's going to, he's right. going to, the Bible says he's seeking who he may devour. And he's, he's waiting for you to, because you're going to have a weak moment one of these days is, is what he's thinking. But that's why, you know, we need to understand where we're weak, he's strong. And when you put our faith and trust in him. And like I said, I, I love how you put things in perspective. Yeah. Like, and the fact of the matter, you can go through that one tragedy, you know, so any tragedy comes, you know, you're like, oh, that's nothing compared to what, you know, what, sure, what I've gone sure, through. Yeah. And, and I know it's op- also opened the doors for you, you know, you and your wife to be able to help other people, especially during this, you know, this whole pandemic. And, you know, a lot sure. of people have, you know, unfortunately lost loved ones. And, you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're, don't know how to deal with it. And they're trying to figure it out. Like you said, you know, you know, well, they're probably rejoicing in heaven, you know, not yeah. suffering. And no like, doubt, no and, doubt. And, and, you know, there's, there's so many of us, you know, and it's, Sometimes I think that we're just being selfish because our loved ones are, I mean, they're not mad. I mean, they're, they're rejoicing in heaven. Like I said, you know, the Bible says to, to die is gain. Uh, yeah. You know, I said yesterday in class, you know, I said, you know, I, I get it. I mean, you know, we, we know, we know, Jesus Christ did die on the stripes. And by the stripes, we were healed, and, and we, we can take that revelation. But even if we don't get a hold of that revelation, worst-case scenario, I mean, we're having the best life we ever had in our entire life. We still you know? win. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we still win. I mean, yeah. uh, so yeah, time, times 10,000. It's not yeah. a little better. Yeah, it's not a little better. It's, it's a lot better. The, the, the things that you, you were worried about on the earth is so right. insignificant, you, you don't even care. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting whenever you hear about people, you know, every person you heard that, 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 that goes to heaven, they don't want to come back. I mean, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking, you know, how would you not, you know, not want to be around your kids or your grandkids or all that? But right. it's just that good. You know, it's, it's sure. indescribable, you know, and I, and I think it's just, you know, so important, right. you know, how, how you didn't let something that was tragic, you know, destroy your life, destroy your marriage. Cause I, I see, see so many people who do, and they're still, they're also born again, spirit filled Christians. You know, it doesn't mean right. just being born again, spirit filled doesn't mean you're going to overcome tragedy, you know, tragedy any different, right. Right. but, but knowing who you are in Christ. And I think, you know, I know one of the things you point back is rainbow Bible training college. I mean, you know, that's where you were grounded and learned a lot of these things in the word. And like I said, maybe you're out there, you know, today and you're, maybe you're having some tragedy in your life. Maybe you're, you're having some grief and grief and you're not grief, but grief in your life. You know. grease too, you know. yeah, well, you know, maybe grease too, or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, maybe you ought to come to Rhema Bible training college and learn more about the word of God and, and, and learn that, that you can live worry free. You know, my dad has a book, how to live worry free, you know, knowing that if God be for you, who can be against you? If you'll just go to rbtc.org and you'll just find out more, more information about Rama, um, give us your email, give us your, your, your phone number. We'll, we'll, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about Rama and maybe set up a tour, you know, here on, on the campus. You know, um, I don't, you want to say anything else? I know, I know you've, you've talked a lot in the podcast. Um, yeah, you know, um, 
through my journey in, in the Word, I, uh, Apostle Paul said uh, he, he knew a man 14 years ago in the body, out of the body, I couldn't tell, but I was caught up into the third heaven and told things unlawful to even tell another man. Then he says it again, in the body, out of the body, I don't know. So he had a trip up to heaven, and most people think it was when he, in, uh, in Lystra, they stoned him. And the Jews did not punish you with, with stoning you, that was execution. Said his brethren prayed for him, and he got back up and went back in the city. So obviously he's not afraid to die, or he wouldn't have gone back in that city. And so when you read his, his, uh, his scriptures on heaven, he's talking experience, not revelation. Mm. He's been there. And I think he needed that for the stuff he went through. Yeah. 39 stripes, it. five times, beaten yeah. with rods three times, shipwrecked three times, floating in the deep for three days, imperiled by my countrymen, imperiled by the Jews, imperiled by robbers, all the cares of the church. You know, he had some stuff going on. In prison all the time, naked and hungry oftentimes. None of these things move me. Because he had a perspective. He goes, here in a minute, like, man, that hurt. But I get to go back there here in just a minute. So, you know, he said, uh, I'm going to straight between two to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, not a little better. And he knows what he's talking about, but I'm going to stay here and teach you because it's going to benefit you. But when he's actually dying in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he phrased it this way in one of the uh, modern translations. He said, I'm at the door of my departure, like he's getting on a plane. I fought a good fight. I finished my course, I kept the faith, and there's a crown of righteousness that shall be handed to me by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So he's happy about, I finally got it done, I get to go back there. We need to live our lives with that perspective because you're not uh, ready to live till you're not afraid to die. Fear of death is rooted in, uh, all the phobias are rooted in fear of death. You know, I'm afraid of spiders. No, you're afraid of getting bitten and dying. Afraid of snakes. No, you're afraid of getting bitten and dying. I'm afraid of heights. No, you're afraid of falling. Afraid of flying. No, you're afraid of crashing. Afraid of water. No, you're afraid of drowning. <laughs> That's so, true. That's so, so true. So you take the fear of death out. Now, how are they going to control you now? Mm. It's done. Now, because I, I, you remember, um, yeah, you remember your, your, your grandpa's story. Um, <laughs> You know, he's sick. He can't get out and go play at the other. Instead of playing football with his friends, he's uh, reading the Word and getting revelation. I always say this, Satan is just a fallen angel. He doesn't know what's going on. He said if the princes of the world would have known, they'd have never let Jesus be crucified. So he doesn't know everything. He's just a fallen angel, messed up, messed up fallen angel. So not only did Brother Hagen whip that sickness and that heart disease, blood disease, the more than conquered part is he shoved it down his throat for like 70 years. Yeah. Left the planet. There was only 13 schools teaching everybody how to shove it down his throat. Now there's how many? 200 something. Yeah, 280 something now. Yeah. We, we just we just uh, um, approved two more schools to start this year in Brazil. Awesome, 280. Yeah. And that's after he left. His faith is still producing, right? And yeah. he still is. He's not was. So he's yeah. observing this. So if something's happened to you, I like offense. I don't like being on defense. Um, and, and, and it is written, the sword of the spirit, your only offensive weapon. So I talk back to that sucker. I hate him. And I, he, I don't fear him. Yeah. I serve God. I, I have eternal life now. No matter what happens to me, I, I win. And so it makes you fear less. And so you can just have a lot of fun. Right. But I like to remind him of his future. You know, he's not he's got a time coming. You know, uh, he is the God of this world. Uh, you go, how's all this happening? Well, you know, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the gospel will be hid. It's hid to those who are lost for Satan, the God of this world, has blinded their eyes. And then when Jesus is getting, uh, when he was uh, fasting, uh, had the 40-day fast, 
one of the things, one of the temptations, Satan took him up on a high mountain and said, all these kingdoms are mine. I'll give them to you if you worship me. Now, that was a lie. He had to call him out on it. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then even the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, obviously his will's not being done on this earth. People go, well, you know, God's, uh, God's got it all in control. Uh, he's got it pretty messed up. That's pretty interesting. And it's part of the authority of the believer that we learned here. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, uh, he's, talk, he's walking with his disciples. He said, who do men say I am? He said, well, some say Jeremiah, some say Elijah, some say one of the other prophets. He said, well, who do you say I am? Peter says, you're the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. My Father in heaven did. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then he said, behold, this is Jesus. It's in red. Behold, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I read that once. I said, did Jesus just say, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven? That's what he said. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. A lot of the translation says, whatever you allow will be allowed in heaven. And whatever you don't allow. So they go, well, how did God allow that? You allowed it. <laughs> he gave us authority, but he's not going to exercise it for us. And, right. and we, use our, we exercise our authority by speaking. So when I say I talk back, I exercise my authority by speaking out in this atmosphere. And I tell that nasty sucker, get off of me. I bind you. You cannot make me cry and get me in the state ever again. You will not. You're not big enough or bad enough. And it just leaves because it can't stay. Another, uh, I live my life by these principles. I took the authority over those businesses and over my family, over my wife. Uh, he cannot, not allowed to. You know, and you said in James, you know, uh, we, uh, part of the authority of believers said he's, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, what determines whether he may devour? We do. This, this right <laughs> do. here. So a lot of Christians aren't fighting because they don't know they can. And they just think everything that happens, well, somehow, some way, it's God. You know, I'm not worshiping a God I think killed my kid. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, now we've got a problem. If you don't know if God or Satan's making you sick, how, how are you going to fight it in faith? Yeah. So that's a common theme through the church today. And it's, it's straight from the pit of hell. Uh, he's done a good job making everybody believe he doesn't even exist. Yeah. Yet the Word tells us we don't wrestle against humans. We, we, we wrestle against principalities, power, rooted of wickedness in high places. But the weapons of our warfare that we fight them with are not fleshly. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of those things. So we fight a good fight with the word of God, and it is written. Uh, he hears a, sh a sword coming out of a sheath when you say it is written. Yeah. That's when he flees from you as if in terror. So you can whip him all day long with one verse, and I've done it. A lot. I'll ask the Holy Spirit, what is my, it is written for today? And I mean, I'll just keep cutting that sucker up. And one of the ones I've talked to him a lot about, because he'll be in your ear and say, I don't know about that, but I got something for you. Revelations 20, verse 10. You know, he's got a, a set time when the, when the Gadarene demoniac, when Jesus dealt with him, one statement, he said, the demon starts mm -hmm. talking and says, what are we to have to do with you, Jesus? Have you come to torment us before the time there's a set time where hit with the gigs up his lease is off revelations 20 the first verse says an angel comes and gets him not an archangel 
Not an army, not Jesus, an angel. Why? Gigs up, throws him in a cage, binds him up for a thousand years. And they let him out, and he tries to, you know, he just does, he's not smart. Anyways, Revelations 2010, uh, you know, there was this big war, and it said fire came down and consumed him. It didn't say there was a big fight. It said that they prepared for one. And then that's it. And then he says, like now you, and that devil that deceived them was cast in, a lake of, cast in a lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and a false prophet are to be tormented day and night forever and ever. So I talked back to him. I say, that's you, Jack, and your lips won't be banging then. So keep talking because I don't believe you. So the talking back changes things in your life because he'll whip you in the area of reasoning. And everything I'm saying right now, I learned here at Raymond. Brother Hagen said he, he's been doing this a lot longer than you. But when you get an it is written, he's got nothing for that because it makes, it makes no sense. So reasoning's gone. That's when you pull the sword out and cut that sucker up and he flees from you as if in terror. So whatever you're going through, get an it is written. And just one verse. You can, you can whip him all day long with one verse. One of them I use a lot is, Now thanks be unto God who always, that means this time, always causes me to triumph in Christ. Yeah, but you're, you're going down the tube. Now, thanks be unto God. And he's got nothing for the word. And when all your feelings are wrong, all your emotions are wrong, that word is what holds you. And that's what sets you free. The truth of God's word. You can stand on it. It's immovable. And it always works. Amen. But it's got to come out of your mouth. Yep. You got to say it. Jesus didn't think it. He said yeah. It is written. Yeah, you know, and one thing I, I've actually been pointing out here a lot recently because it, it just seems that so many times that we want to pray about this and pray about that. Nothing wrong with praying about things, but there's so many times that that we've we've already been given the answer and we need to speak it. You know, we, we don't need to pray about it because we've we've been given the authority in the name of Jesus. You know, instead of you know Mark 11, which is the keynote scripture here of, of this ministry. You know, it doesn't say, well, let's pray for this mountain that it might move, you know, you know, and if it, got, if it be God's will. But it, it says, let's speak to the mountain, and it has to move. You know, and, you know, say it with your mouth, believe in your heart, and having what you say. It doesn't say have what God says, say have what you say. You know, a lot of people, you know, we want the pastor to pray, we want this person to pray, you know, and that's, you know, I've actually told people here recently, I, I ain't praying. Now, now, if we want to speak to the situation, we'll do it, but I, I ain't going to pray. You know, we're, we're going to speak to the situation. And we're, we're, we're going to bind it because so whatever we bind here on earth is bound in heaven. I mean, you know, and I think that I think it's really important that we need to get a hold of our authority, especially, you know, I've, I've actually been listening to the Believer's Authority. Um, um, well, I have MP3s now, um, you know, here, here recently. And I've listened to it a couple of times, actually. Sure. You know, yeah. Just because, you know, sometimes you, you, you hear it and you, and you, and you, you don't, you, you don't you know, get it all the first time. Sure. And, and I've heard it over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, you know, one one awesome thing about being in my life, you know, being able to travel with my, my grandfather for so many years, you know, but, but every time you get more and more revelation, you know, and, and, and I think um, actually, you know, by listening to Believer's Authority now, um, I'm, I'm thinking about 2021. I'm thinking about what we're going through. And it's interesting how he talked about, and I know whenever he was, you know, referring to this, he's talking about uh, it, it happened to be a flu um, going on in, in the state of California. He was ministering there. But he doesn't use the word flu. He uses the word virus, and I think that I think that that was um, he did that on purpose, knowing that that you know twenty, thirty, forty years later, however long it, it was, that there was going to be a virus unconsciously and, and, led, you know, unconsciously you know, led, 
he said, well, Brother Hagin, aren't you worried about that virus? He goes, I'm not worried about that virus. And then, then I know some people, you know, said to him, well, aren't you afraid the devil's going to hear you? And he said, that's the very dude I want to hear me. Right, right. You know, and, and then there's a pastor there that says, well, I'm afraid about that, you know, that I might get that virus. And the next day he came down with it. And Brother Hagin says, I'm never going to get that virus. And that, that virus cannot, cannot live in my body. And it, and it never did. Right. You know, and I'm thinking, man, if, you know, if we could have actually put this from the White House you know, exactly. you know, in, in 2020, right. you, know, you know, about not being afraid of the virus instead of all the stuff that, that, that went on, you know, and all the tragedy went on. And, and, you know, a lot of us have, have put the virus, you know, ahead of God. I mean, you know, like, you know, our faith should be in God, not, not in, you know, you know, praise God for, for revelations and, and, and doctors. And, but doctors, they don't even know what's going on. I mean, you don't, you don't know what doctor to believe or what doctor not to believe. And, you know, and exactly. the thing about it is, is that we need to believe in the Word. And, and like I said, Rhema Bible Training College is a wonderful place to come learn more about the Word. And if you can't get here to Rhema, and we have many great books, if you go to rhema.org slash bookstore, you, you can get Authority of Believer, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, in the Name of Jesus, and the Triumphant Church, and, and, and many, many, many other different books, tapes, CDs, DVDs, or you just go to YouTube. We've got plenty of stuff there on, on YouTube as well from, from Kenneth Hagin Ministries. And, and, I, and I think, you know, it's time for this church to rise up. And, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, we've been talking about tragedies. You go through tragedies, you know, like yourself, and, and we never get over it. We need, we need to get over that situation because, you know, there's something we got to do. You know, it's, it's the last day revival here. And so, Absolutely. you know, rbtc.org, if you think that you're called to ministry, want to learn more about the Word of God, rbtc.org, give us your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and come and give you a tour here at Rama, And uh, I'm just excited about our, our student body here, excited yeah. about what's going on. Absolutely. I, I, I tell you what, Roy, I, I think our students today are more excited than they were whenever you were in school. Oh, absolutely, I yes. mean, you know, yeah. and, and, um, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's so awesome. And, you know, and I, I know we've been working on, on marketing and different things like that, but, you know, I talked to Patrick Caminetti the other day, you know, you know, talking to some of the folks, you know, how did you get to Rama? You know what he, she said? She said, the Holy Ghost led me to Ramah. So we need to be praying more. The Holy Ghost will lead more people to Ramah. And so, you know what? That just changed my perspective. Now, we are doing things naturally as well, as well supernaturally. And, you know, we're, we're getting the word out about Ramah. Had a guy last week came to visit. said He never even knew who, who, who Ramah, if there was a Ramah. There was, you know, he saw myself and Clay Clark on a podcast. And, and he said, well, I'm driving through Tulsa. I'm going to check that out. Well, now he says, you know, I'm planning to come to school in January. You know, he, he actually had sold his business, had, had moved. It was on his way to maybe, you know, he said, hey, I didn't know where I was going. I'm headed to Florida. I'm going to go down Florida and hang out with some relatives there for a while. But I'm going to, I'm planning to move in here to, to Oklahoma and, and start to awesome. Raymond. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it. And who was watching a podcast and, you know, you know, and, and, and actually we're talking about not, uh, Brother Hagin's 1963 vision. And that just led him to learn more about, he started looking into our school and, I really think I want to go. I mean, that's, you know, God just leading him, you know, and just an amazing thing. I know many people actually listen to our podcast. Unlike Roy, he doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, but many like people listen to our I podcast. I bet he listens to this one. Yeah, probably so. But, but you know, it, it's just so awesome what God's doing. And, you know, you know, like I said, I know a lot of people think, well, Roy's a businessman. Well, Roy's a preacher. He, he, he yeah. here on, on this program, you know, and his opportunity to minister as well. You know, he's not just a businessman, you know, and, and and I don't just think that, you know, you're called to be a businessman. You're, you're, you're called to minister to whoever you, 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 you are. But, you know, I know, you know, you have opportunities to minister, you know, well, even starting here in, in, 
here at Rama, you ministered, you know, here in, here in School of the Bible, different things like that. And then, obviously, you, you, you minister there in California. Now, you have a unique situation where you live in Tulsa and California at the same time. I'm not sure how that works out, but, you know, you know bless you, because I'd like to live in California, too. <laughs> Thank God yeah, for the grace of mercy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, n- n- not, not the political California. Yeah. I, like the, I like the weather California, because yeah. I don't like it cold you know, here, but anyway. Well, Roy, thank you for joining us on the program, and we'll have you again sometime. And yeah, it was it's wonderful. And I know, you know, your experiences are, are gonna gonna help a lot of people who are going through similar situations. I mean, so God bless you. Here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope help, and healing, healing to the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.